Rams fans, welcome into Rams Showcase. My name is Sheriff Joe Baggs. Tonight's the Stafford contract story explosion. We'll talk about what happened. Also, training camp underway right now, and it is awesome. Who is standing out? Before we hop into the action, did want to let you know, RamsShowcase.com. That is where you can find uh, the most up-to-date Ram Showcase content and stuff surrounding myself as well. At Ram Showcase, at Sheriff Joe Baggs, on all your favorite social media outlets. Uh, we're trying to get into threads. I don't really understand it yet. And also, I'm still calling it Twitter until I get used to that. So uh, I don't know what to tell you there. So let's go ahead and dive in uh, to the action here. So the Matthew, Matthew Stafford contract conversation. What the heck just happened here? All right. So as we dive into the training camp season, we're getting all this news about our quarterback, our Super Bowl winning quarterback, and uh, the stuff that had gone on with his contract. So... Let's go ahead and try to unpack what had happened here. And I know that this conversation is something that's been had in many different forums and many different places, but I just wanted to get uh, my, 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 my part in on this uh, before we put it to bed entirely, which we will do here shortly. So this all started when uh, Michael Lombardi, he kicked the domino on the Pat McAfee show that I don't think anybody, including him, realized what was going on. What, what this story was going to develop into as we head into camp for the Rams. So Lombo did say that he thinks, based on Stafford's age, contract, and injury history, that the Rams probably tried to trade him this offseason. Pat McAfee made the sweet journalism move by interrupting and asking, uh, asking the immediate follow-up question of, are you breaking news or are you speculating? I am paraphrasing that. I don't remember the exact question, but he did jump in there and, and ask for clarification, to which Lombo did confirm that he was just speculating and that saying that really any GM worth his salt would have probably tried to trade Stafford. So that was all that happened. That was the domino that was kicked over. And now it started just creating a whole absolute disaster of a media storm. So we then heard that the Rams did not try to trade Matthew Stafford and instead tried to restructure his contract which makes total sense that's something that the rams love to do they love to shift around dollars and restructure people's contracts and all that stuff that shouldn't really shock anybody it shouldn't really surprise anybody it also shouldn't really elicit any emotions because that's just something that the rams do so i on i was unable to find out uh, exactly where that information originated from but it was heavily covered uh kevin demoff then appeared on a podcast with jordan rodrigo who does an incredible job and uh, he said that uh, the Rams could have moved off of Stafford with uh, little repercussions, really, uh, but they didn't want to, and also that the team did not try to restructure his deal. That is per Kevin Demoff. And what I can say here is um, that the repercussions of uh, moving Stafford or uh, the impact of moving Stafford, definitely not zero. Um, I realize that his, his, uh, his perspective was based on a, a dollar amount being paid to Matthew Stafford, but... The dead cap and all that business, uh, major impacts. So uh, I'll say this, I the, the Rams don't really have a good out on Matthew Stafford for quite a while. Uh, so uh, for the restructure, it to me sounds like it could have been to try to uh, clear up some space in the future and kind of change some of the some of those numbers around those dead cap hits as uh, they do get pretty hefty. I had it pulled up here. Uh, so uh, as far as like the dead cap goes this year, a hundred and eleven point five million dollars next year 91.5 the year after that 42 million dollars so yeah i don't think that that was a real thing uh as far as like the rams being able to just move on from matthew stafford and 
and just uh, have really no impacts there. A dollar standpoint as far as like checks you're writing to Matthew Stafford, yeah, that is a different conversation. Um, but then we heard, um, we get some training camp press conferences after all this happened, and it was like, okay, well, Kevin Demoff, uh, who we want to believe, you know, he said that uh, the Rams did not try to trade Stafford. They did not try to restructure his deal. Mike Florio immediately called BS on all that stuff, and he had a bunch of stuff to say about uh, the Rams and their um, their honesty uh, going back to the St. Louis days. But we then got some training camp press conferences, uh, and shout out to the reporters who were following up on this story. I will say this. I don't think that we needed follow-ups. I, will, <laughs> I think that this story was already getting blown out of proportion, but... When you have you know, your uh, your COO making comments, you have somebody like Mike Florio kind of weighing in and saying this stuff, it makes total sense to follow up and go ahead and like close this story out with asking people directly involved with the situation what had happened. So we did get uh, the, the McVeigh was asked about this stuff, uh, Sean McVeigh, and uh, he basically responded very simple and said that, we, like, hey, we're going to go ahead and keep those conversations in-house. And... To me, that's a very clear yes, we did. To those of uh, to those of us who have listened to McVeigh talk since 2017, we kind of understand that um, uh, that uh, that McVeigh does uh, give give information without giving us information. So him saying, you know, him being asked, did you try to restructure Matthew Stafford's contract, and him saying, uh, we're going to go ahead and keep those conversations in house. Uh, that to me is a very clear, yeah, we did, but I don't want to talk about that, you know. So then Stafford was asked, and he said yes. <laughs> so there you go. There you have it. This was immediately after uh, Stafford took the podium right after, and uh, yeah, he says yes, but he didn't want to dive into it, which, he totally, which totally makes sense. The team did reach out to him to restructure his deal, um, but all that information, um, you know what? Uh, we don't really know what all that means. Um, we don't know what the restructure mean, means. Uh, in the grand scheme of it all, it means nothing, but that's honestly a pretty boring take, so we're not going to take that take, all right? So from the Rams' perspective of a restructure, this is something that we do. We push around dollars to shift the cap in our favor, and obviously the Rams, I mean, it makes sense that a guy with a contract that big, that you would ask him, you know what I mean? But him saying no, that's totally fine. That doesn't, like, shock me or anything like that, and it, it, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to restructure his contract if he doesn't want to. Uh, but it's probably just simply trying to shift around money so that we had a little bit more dollars this year. We did need uh, a little bit of cap space to sign all of our rookies, but we got that with restructuring Cooper Cup's contract. So there is all that uh, in there as well. But uh, from the Rams' perspective, it makes sense that they probably just wanted to free up a little bit of money, and that's not not anything crazy. So from the Stafford perspective, he is entering his second, uh, second year of this uh, four-year extension, and he's not required to to uh to to adjust right now we're we also kind of have a deal on matthew stafford so i would be surprised if matthew stafford was like yeah go ahead and do whatever you need to do with my contract because they're the the contracts that other people are signing right now let's not you know forget that we have a super bowl winning quarterback on our roster right now and we are not paying him as much as some of these other quarterbacks who are not winning super bowls are making i.e justin herbert so uh, keep that in mind as well, that uh, Matthew Stafford, we already have a deal on him, so for us to ask him to restructure and him to say no, that doesn't jar me whatsoever. So uh, a post-June 1 trade only opens up $1.5 million in cap space, uh, so obviously that whole aspect of this, um, this, this rumor or story that's going around, obviously that 
I don't think it had any weight to it. The Rams did not save money uh, to trade him before June 1 and only saved $1.5 million total this year uh, if it was uh, a trade after June 1, So, which is where we're at now. So, Also, the dead cap hits to move off of Stafford pretty hefty uh, until the 26th offseason, uh, which he may not even make it to, honestly. And uh, I'll say this confidently, I will say this, Matthew Stafford is the Rams quarterback until he decides to retire. I feel so confident saying that that I'm willing to say it again. Matthew Stafford is going to be the Rams quarterback until he retires. I do not see Matthew Stafford playing playing for another NFL team after playing for the Rams. Uh, so what does this restructure look like uh, that Stafford didn't want? Well, that unfortunately we don't know. Did the team ask him to add dummy years, though, to his contract to take uh, take away some of those cap hits? Stafford's cap hits uh, this year, just $20 million. It jumps to 49.5 next year and 50.5 the year after that before taking just another just slight dip back into that 40, uh, upper 40s range. Uh, so does Stafford saying, saying no, does that tell us anything about how long he's expecting to play? Well, that is a pretty tough question to answer right now and one that I feel like we might get clarity on when Matthew Stafford does decide to hang it up. Um, but for now, I'd say that it means Stafford is comfortable staying with the Rams in the meantime. And as far as next offseason, who knows what that has in store? There are plenty of moving pieces, and a lot of those pieces are dependent on things that happen on football fields over the next six months. That includes preseason all the way through January. There's a lot of things that are going to happen on and off the field, not only for the Rams, but also in the sense of, of uh, you know, uh, players playing in college right now and what they're doing and different uh, guys that the Rams maybe bring in, guys who are playing well, guys who are playing poorly. There are so many questions to answer. Uh, so obviously we just need to kind of wait and see what happens. And so while the team may not be stoked that Stafford said no, I do believe that the comments that say that the, the Rams are unanimously all in on Matthew Stafford and are pumped that he's still our quarterback. Don't let the 2022 season let you like change your mind about the this Rams team, all right? So we've kind of talked about that before on the Rams Showcase Live, uh, which is every Monday live streaming on YouTube and Facebook. But we've kind of talked about that before of like the, the 2022 season is not something that we can base opinions off of because of the injuries, because of just the mess that happened. That Super Bowl hangover was very much real. And it's just not... I don't think it's reasonable to just base all of your opinions based on 2022. Of course, we can't forget it entirely. We can't just throw it out in, like completely, uh, but we can also kind of package in the 2021 season in that and, and kind of add those together, I think, and say kind of like and take our sample size from that, considering that is the, the Matthew Stafford era uh, of this Rams team. So let's not forget, though, that, I mean, 2021 was not that long ago. It is only 2023 right now. So... To see Matthew Stafford in a fully healthy season with a fully healthy team, with a fully healthy cup all year long, uh, he was obviously unbelievable. Had an incredible quarterback season from front to back, from week one all the way to the Super Bowl, uh, from that first touchdown pass to, to Van Jefferson against the Bears on uh, uh, in primetime in week one, all the way to throwing the Super Bowl winning touchdown to Cooper Cup. Uh, that All of it. You got to look at all that, that as well as the 2022 season. And let's not forget, though, that Matthew Stafford, I mean, that wasn't that long ago, and he was so awesome. All right, so it's obviously a different situation this year as we come in with a lot of young guys and a lot, a lot different expectations completely. So that also also has to be considered. But all in all, I think that the conversation uh, was probably something pretty minor of the team asking to push around some dollars. Stafford, not into the idea, declined, which he can absolutely do 
And then the media storm kicked up a bit, uh, and it was, you know, it, it was, I think, larger than the real events probably were. I think that the media probably took this story and made it into something that it shouldn't have been, really. And if I had to guess uh, that um, uh, the the answer was was no, and that's totally fine, but the way that Kevin Demoff and, and Sean McVay answered the questions, it felt to me like they definitely asked, and the answer was no, and that's just it. And it doesn't need to be a massive story. That's all. That's all. I think that uh, the the team going to a player to ask him to to maybe take a deal or to restructure his deal and him saying no is not that big of a story, especially this year when the Rams are in a development year. It seems like the Rams probably were trying to find a way to maybe add a veteran or two or sign their rookie class. And Matthew Stafford wasn't into the idea. And that's totally okay. Uh, so uh, obviously we uh, we're, we're getting ready for football, and uh, this story being such a big one uh, is unfortunate as we head into camp. But you know what? That kind of stuff happens, and uh, we are getting into camp, and it is very exciting right now because there are so many things going on, so many tweets going on, so many different storylines of the Rams, so many position battles. So let's go ahead and talk about it. Rams training camp 2023 officially underway and uh, we got some good stuff going on uh, I've seen so many awesome photos from Rams fans who uh, were there on the first day that the uh, practice was open which was Saturday uh, yesterday of time of recording it is the 30th of July uh, right now uh, we got another camp open tomorrow uh, which is going to be the first full day of pads which is pretty exciting stuff so anybody who's going to be out there for that you're in for quite a treat and I'll say this before we hop into talking about training camp so Monday the 31st of July the Rams are putting on pads. Chances are a guy or two may get hurt, okay? But this is football. This is the NFL. These guys are athletically absolutely insane, and they are very strong, very fast, very physical, and injuries are going to happen. We don't root for injuries. We don't cheer for injuries. We don't get excited for injuries ever. That is just part of it on any team, all right? But... It is part of the game, and when you have a game that is very physical, where the play ends by a per by a human being bringing another human being to the ground in a very aggressive way, things are going to happen. People are going to get hurt. I'm here to tell you that it sucks, and I don't like it, but it is part of it. Okay, so as we see these injuries uh, start to come in from not just us, but from other teams as well, like we saw Jalen Ramsey's not going to play football until December now, so. It, it, this stuff is unfortunate, it, but it does happen. We don't root for it, but it, it is just part of the game. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, some, some position groups here and some guys individually. So quarterback, we obviously know who our QB1 is. We just talked about him pretty hefty. He's making a bunch of dollars. Didn't want to restructure his deal, but that's A-OK. -okay. So quarterback Stetson Bennett, he does continue to get praise from media, coaches, and other players. He, in preseason, could be uh, a pretty entertaining few weeks, and I'm not mad at all if he's the only quarterback that we see in preseason. I know that we have Dresser win. I know that we have uh, we have Brett Rippon as well, uh, but I would not be mad at one bit to see just Stetson Bennett take all of the preseason snaps. This does create the inevitable need, though, for this comment, and I'll just go ahead and do it right now. That just because Stafford has a bad throw, a bad drive, a bad game, does not mean that it's time to play Stetson Bennett over Matthew Stafford unless Stafford is just full-on hurt, which obviously we don't want to see either. Um, but 
we don't want to see we don't want to see Stetson Bennett play in any regular season games. Can we just agree on that? That in his rookie season, it's best if he just never touches the football field unless the Rams are up by like forty nine and Stafford's just like gonna sit the rest of the game. I think that that's a totally reasonable thing to hope that we see. So. Even if the preseason's awesome, let's just hope that we see him in a different season completely. If Stetson Bennett is playing in the regular season, it probably means something terrible happened, and it's probably not something to celebrate. Even if he's awesome, that could happen. Uh, Stetson Bennett could be an, an incredible player, uh, but let's not uh, let's not overreact to preseason. And I know that telling a group of Rams fans not to overreact to preseason is basically just talking to a wall. And I know we are all going to do it. I'm going to do it. You're going to do it. It's going to be okay. We're going to have guys that play well in the preseason that aren't even going to touch the field in the regular season, and we're going to be mad about it for some reason. Uh, but either way, if the coaches are not uh, itching to get a guy out on the field, there's no reason for us to be asking for it. Moving on to the running back position, running back Sony Michelle did announce his retirement through Sean McVay, uh, but this also opens the door for others to show up. Kyron Williams is a name we've heard a lot so far in camp. And uh, right now, I'd say it makes perfect sense that Cam Akers and Kyron Williams will take the bulk of the carries as the season begins. Uh, but um, uh, but Williams getting snaps in preseason, that should give us a solid understanding about what his use in season could be. Zach Evans seems to be kind of getting mentioned in a group. Like, he, he seems to get his name mentioned alongside Ronnie Rivers. So nothing really to report there. It seems like the RB3 battle is, uh, it, it feels like that's, that's where it's at right now is the RB3 battle. Uh, guys like uh, Ronnie Rivers, obviously, so and Zach Evans. Those guys are kind of battling there. I'm not sure how many of the Rams will uh, be looking to keep here, uh, but it does uh, seem to be one to keep an eye on as the season goes on. We also, as, uh, as I started recording this, uh, we also did get the information, I saw it as I was talking here, uh, that with uh, Sony Michelle retiring, the Rams did want to bring in a fifth, running back uh that was in my notes there that <laughs> to look for the rams to add a running back uh but it just happened as i was talking here so running back royce freeman uh rolls royce uh he has uh, decided to uh, uh he is signing with the rams he played the last two seasons with the houston texans and now he's going to be uh, sitting with the rams uh, for the rest of training camp and preseason we'll see what kind of impact that he can have i don't really have an assessment of that uh information right now because like i said as i was talking about matthew stafford's contract situation that's when this news came in. So uh, we'll talk about that on Ram Showcase Live. Uh, we'll we'll dive into to that topic a little bit more. Uh, that is every Monday, uh, streaming on YouTube and Facebook uh, for the Ram Ram Showcase YouTube channel and Ram Showcase Facebook page is where you can catch that. It it the times change every week depending on what's going on in my life uh, and all that stuff. But uh, it's just a, a way to to get some fan interaction. Anybody is willing to. Uh, anybody is able to. Uh, hop on and have a conversation with me. I, I put the, the the join link in the comments, so it's uh, pretty sweet stuff there. So that is the running back position. Royce Freeman officially being added to the fold here. And uh, wide receiver. This is a loaded topic at wide receiver, so we feel pretty good <laughs> that Cooper Cup is our, is uh, wide receiver one, right? And that Van Jefferson also being the other top guy, wide receiver two. Jefferson is getting um, a lot of coaching staff praise, and that's the kind of thing that we are looking for in training camp. We are listening for names. We are listening for this kind of stuff. That's just what training camp is all about. Besides that, though, we're hearing a jumble of names. But to Marcus Robinson, he continues to make plays in camp and is clearly getting a strong rapport with QB2 Stetson Bennett, which is really cool to see. Uh, so 
Robinson could very well be the reason that someone like Lance McCutcheon, uh, he, that he does not make the team. Uh, Lance McCutcheon is not a name that we've heard in preseason at all, really. Um, I, I know we're even hearing like guys like Tyler Johnson, uh, but that is one that we are not hearing a lot from is Lance McCutcheon so far. Um, that It's still very early in camp, and obviously we still have all of our preseason games to go, so that could change. Uh, but right now, I would say that Demarcus Robinson is ahead of Lance McCutcheon. Uh, but Demarcus Robinson, we know Demarcus Robinson. We know that he's a good player. We don't know how good he can be, but we know that he's very good, and he could absolutely slip into a wide receiver three spot for the for the Rams under the right conditions. Also, Puka Nakua, he's getting a lot of reps in practice, praise as well. So Puka might be the most utilized offensive rookie we've ever seen under Sean McVay which is reason for excitement. We've got a lot of rookies, obviously, this year, almost 40 coming in, uh, and that tells us that we are going to see some hefty use out of rookies because, to put it bluntly, we have to, all right? Rookies are going to have to step up if uh, this team is going to be decent this year. Um, but it's it's very cup vibes with uh, Puka Nakua because, obviously, we have to put that that little tag disclaimer, like, if he's healthy, right? As a media person... We have to just add that tag in right now on everything we talk about Puka Nakua and any any level of excitement that we feel for Puka, we have to just tag it with the, yeah, if he's healthy though, which is a little bit annoying, but I get it. It's totally fine. He got hurt everywhere he played at uh, in college, so it just, it makes sense that that's something we have to do, but that's also what's giving me Cooper Cup vibes because let's not forget, we've only had one healthy season out of Cooper Cup. And we now know that what a healthy season from Cooper Cup looks like. That is a triple crown Super Bowl MVP type season out of Cooper Cup. So I'm getting Pukunakua vibes uh, or Cooper Cup vibes from Pukunakua. There's a cool way to combine those names. I don't have it right now, but <laughs> it, does, it does exist. I wonder if it's like Puka Nakua. It's like, that's like if you say Cooper Cup backwards, it kind of, it's like what it sounds like it could be. Anyway, uh, so if uh, Puka can stay healthy, though, it feels like he can have a very strong, uh, a very strong impact on this, uh, on this season. Outside of that, we are getting very positive comments from guys like Tutu Atwell. Uh, so I'm hoping that this is the year that I can set my plate full of my own words on on Tutu Atwell and absolutely just go to town. I would be happy to have a full four-course meal of my own words about Tutu Atwell and do that whole middle-aged white dude from the Midwest yelling out a good, mmm, boy. Oh, man, I would love that. But uh, I, I, I don't have a lot of confidence that that will happen, but I am all for it. If I'm going to eat my words on Tutu Atwell, I'm here for it, all right? Because that means one thing and one thing only, and that's that Tutu Atwell is sick. And if he's not, well, I'm not going to sit here and say, I was right, I told you so, all that stuff. I am happy to eat my words, but I'm also not uh, here to just hype myself up and pat myself on the back. That's not what I'm about. So uh, this is the year, though. If Tutu Atwell's going to pop, this is the year. If he doesn't do it this year, we have to have the conversation that maybe he just doesn't have it. It has to happen this year. Otherwise, that's exactly what I'm going to say. I think I've already kind of been saying that, but at the same time, uh, he is still young enough, and this is a season where he absolutely has a sweet opportunity to make a real impact if that's going to happen. So this is the year. If it doesn't happen this year, it's, it's dude, it's eight-mile time for 2-2. You got one shot, man. It's this year, or it probably doesn't happen. Also, Tyler Johnson, uh, he's getting positive comments. Uh, this is a player I'm waiting to see in preseason, though. 
Uh, Benny Sko also feels pretty safe, uh, but let's uh, let's see what uh, his reps look like in preseason. Those preseason reps uh, are going to tell us a tale about uh, what this coaching staff is feeling about our wide receiver room and who might be uh, who might be ahead of who in that realm. Uh, on the tight end spot, uh, Davis Allen did get a bit of a hammy, uh, so he's going to be missing a little bit of time. Doesn't mean it uh, doesn't seem too serious though, uh, so that's good. We are hearing that Hopkins is looking really good. We know that Big Rig is the absolute man. So, how many tight ends do the Rams keep? I'm gonna guess three, but it wouldn't stun me to see the Rams keeping only two, especially considering that Benny Sko has some versatility and uh, he's also a strong blocker. So maybe he could see some reps there as well as fullback. Uh, a wide receiver, tight end, fullback trio. Dude, if Benny Sko can pull that off, man, he is the ultimate Swiss Army knife. The Sko plow is uh, is is definitely a, a valuable player in this offense, especially with that versatility. So that's really cool to see. He's not incredible at anything, and that's that's the thing. He's just very good at a lot of things, which is more than enough. I mean, that's sometimes all you can ask for from a player. Uh, there's also Hunter Long, who has had sporadic positive comments. Not consistently, though. We're not hearing Hunter Long's name a lot, uh, but we do hear it every once in a while. And he has made some really, uh, really strong plays. I'm curious to see if uh, he's able to warrant, uh, if he's able to do enough to warrant sticking around, though. Um, and I don't know. There's some, there's something about Hunter Long that if he can pop, that's awesome. And if he doesn't, it's like a no harm, no foul kind of thing. And I hate to say this too, because it's like uh, obviously I'm not I'm not glad that Jalen Ramsey got hurt. I I'm very indifferent because he's not a Ram, so it doesn't impact our season at all. Uh, but hearing that he got hurt, it was like okay, so if Hunter Long scores one touchdown, we won at least this year, right? Like <laughs> we won that trade for at least one season. Who knows what Jalen Ramsey does later on, and if he comes back late in the season, and the Dolphins are in position for a good playoff run. Uh, or if he comes back next year and is just super sick, then maybe we overall look at it as a loss. But uh, there, that's that's kind of where my brain went with it. I was like, okay, well, we obviously didn't know he would get hurt, so there's no like, there's no way to to look at this front office of like we are geniuses. We moved Ramsey before he got hurt because maybe he didn't if he stays with the Rams. So there's that part of it. But if Hunter Long can do anything, we I at least feel confident saying that for this year we came out on top of that trade even though it really sucks to to lose a Jalen Ramsey in your secondary. That hurts. That hurts for sure. But uh, hopefully some of these young guys, Kobe Durant and such, uh, can uh, can pull it off and uh, do an awesome job. So, again, I'm not uh, stoked that Ramsey got hurt. Uh, again, I'm just indifferent because he's no longer a Ram. Um, so I, I'm more focused on uh, what this team is doing, what what our guys are, are able to do uh, this year. So it's um, I, 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 I love Ramsey. I wish him the best, uh, but as far as the impact on the Rams season, it's uh, obviously pretty minimal because he's not here anymore. So on the offensive line, uh, this is quite the battle right now. We've got a lot of things going on right now, but um, honestly, we're padless right now, um, so we really got to wait until the pads come on. It's really difficult to make any judgments before the pads are on. These stories don't mean much. These um, the, the, the schemes and stuff like that. It's something that everybody's kind of picking up right now because of uh, we do have a lot of new names here, uh, but the pads do come on on Monday, so we will start to get a better idea of who's a brick wall, who's a turnstile, and uh, who's going to get better over time. So obviously we can't just look at one practice and say, all right, this guy's better than this guy. Maybe it's just a good day, bad day kind of thing. Uh, so preseason I think will be very telling here. 
And I'm excited to see how these position battles kind of unfold. And again, we just got to get the pads on for the offensive line, which is also the same for the defensive line. Same exact thing. Without pads, it's almost impossible for fans to judge, especially out here in Colorado. It's so hard for me to pick out what these guys are doing and what's good and what's bad because the, the coaches probably know exactly what they're looking for in padless reps. But from my perspective, there's not much to see because I don't know what they're being told to do. Uh, and you can't go full speed, obviously. Uh, you're you're just you're kind of just setting up, uh, trying to close gaps, and the offensive line is just trying to open holes and stuff like that. And it's just there's just not a whole lot to look at from the trenches perspective when we're not yet in pads. And kind of the same thing, unfortunately, for linebackers. Uh, they continue to get a heavy rotation, and I hate to say this, I really do, but it is the same thing. We got to get some some uh, some game reps. We got to get some pad reps on you know, because padless practice. There, it's just it's good to see offense and secondary, but it's so hard to make any assessments of the front seven and the trenches until pads are smacking. Speaking of the secondary, we keep hearing names out of this group, and that is so awesome. It's sounding like right now the staff is going to have a hell of a time picking out who should stick around and who uh, should even get playing time. But this is a really good problem to have. Some names that we keep hearing, Jordan Fuller, Trey Tomlinson, Tamarcus Davis, Vincent Gray, Darian Kendrick, Kobe Durant, all getting praise, which is absolutely awesome. The starting job next to Jordan Fuller is open right now, and the rest of camp and preseason should start to tell us who's going to take that job. Is it going to be the rookie out of Oklahoma State? Is it going to be something like somebody like uh, Quentin Lake? There's only one way to find out, and that's just to give it some time, all right? And I want to let this like kind of be known, too. So, like, not knowing who's going to start at different positions isn't inherently a bad thing, right? So, rookies, they have limited experience, and that can be sick. That can be terrible, but it can also be really sick, right? So, these are football players, and we are playing football. I know a lot of people are concerned with the youth on this team, but I'm here to tell you that that's exciting. I'm pumped that we get to have all these battles going on because that's just that's what's going to bring out the best in guys, right? So the guys who can't handle that pressure and show up and make plays will just be one of the 37 guys that we get cut, and that's okay. We can't keep everybody, obviously. So to see a guy not performing well, that's unfortunate. That's, that, that sucks. We don't want to see anybody play poorly when they're uh, rocking the Rams' horns, but it does happen, and we can only keep the best 53 anyway, so that almost just makes our decisions easier. We're just waiting to see who's going to be sick, who's going to be lame, and that's exciting because we have two players like going head-to-head against each other trying to fight for a starting job or a roster spot, and which one of those is going to stand out. And to me, that's exciting. It's not, it, that's not a problem to have uh, to see like who's better and who's not because who's stepping up? Who's hungry right now? Guys like Trey Tomlinson, Vincent Gray, these guys are hungry right now, and that's awesome to see because they're, they're, trying, to, they're trying to make this team They want to be here in week one, heading up to Seattle, hopping on a plane to Seattle in week one, man. That is the goal, right? That's all these guys' goal, and not all of them are going to do it. In fact, a good chunk of these guys are not going to do it, and a good chunk of these guys might be playing their final games, their final football games in these preseason games. It depends on who's sticking out, who's here to... Who's here to kick a bunch of butt cheeks and who's here just to because they, they, they played football and they're not really passionate about it and, and they're, they're not going to make the team or any other team. That's going to happen. These things are going to happen. But uh, that's the thing is like we don't know who that is. And that's kind of the beauty of the NFL, right, is we don't know who's going to hit. We don't know who's going to fail. Going early in the draft does not guarantee success, just like going late in the draft or undrafted doesn't guarantee failure. 
Tom Brady went 199 overall. Jamarcus Russell went one overall. Whose career would you rather have? You know what I mean? So let's not forget that the NFL also isn't a video game. We don't have number ratings. We don't know, the, like, a, uh, we don't have a number, an 87. This guy is an 87 at catching and a 94 at route running. We don't have that stuff, right? We only have eyeballs to go off of and coaching, coaching perspectives. And that's where these coaches matter the most, right? So we don't have an, an overall rating where we can see that Cooper Cup is uh, whatever he is in Madden, like a 98 or whatever. And then uh, Van Jefferson maybe being like a 82 or and then like Puka Nakua sitting at like a 76. I don't know. I'm making up numbers right now. I don't actually have any. I don't play Madden, <laughs> so I don't actually have the, the real numbers. But like we don't have that to make our, our depth chart. We don't know if Demarcus Robinson is being viewed at as better or worse than Puka Nakua because we don't have Madden ratings. We don't have a number representation of how good or bad these players are. And let's also not pretend like these don't these numbers don't change. More along the the, the head coach, <laughs> the, the that game. I, I did play that a long time ago uh, where it would give you like a range, right? It was like a floor and a ceiling of a player. On his good days, he was this sick. On his bad days, he was this lame. You know what I mean? So uh, we don't have that, though. And we only have just a, a group of guys who the coaches are telling to do certain things, calling certain plays, running certain drills, and they're trying to pick out who's the best of those. And that is so hard when you don't have a number representation of how good or bad these guys are. So those are the conversations that the coaches are having right now. And that's what I'm here to tell you, is that like, it's not as simple as seeing that, oh, Kobe Durant is this much better than this guy, or uh, Darian Kendrick, um, if, he, if he does a good job in preseason, his number will jump up to this, so he's better than this guy. None of that's real. None of that's real, all right? So we just have to hope that the guys that we do pick stay being that level, because you could have that Jamarcus Russell syndrome, where it's like you make it to the NFL, and you're, that is your mindset of like, hey, I made it. We did it. Here we are. Or you can go in and have some, some guys with the Cooper Cup mindset of the second you get drafted, now the work begins. Now it starts. It, have you made it or is it beginning now? That's the whole mindset. And there's, a, there's two different mindsets there. And it's, it is pretty much a spectrum. And I use Jamarcus Russell and Cooper Cup because in my mind, they really are the two opposite ends of that spectrum of I've made it to the NFL. I did it. Or the Cooper Cup side of I made it to the NFL, now the work begins. That's all we have, though, is the eyeball test of who, where these guys are sitting at, where we're sitting at in meeting rooms, who's paying attention in the film room, who's absolutely crushing it out there on the practice field. I think it helps when the fans are there, I'll be honest. I think it, it helps because I think <laughs> the players know how judgmental NFL fans are, and you don't want to be caught slacking in a public practice, you know what I mean? So I think that that does help. Uh, and also give them that pressure, man. <laughs> give them that pressure when you're out there at these. So uh, that's the thing. So we have guys that, uh, we have guys that are going to be awesome. Uh, we have guys that are good, that may not be awesome right now, but they're going to keep getting better as the, the, the training camp and preseason goes on. That's what these are for. These are practices. So it's, it is to get better until we head on that, until we hop on that plane up to Seattle in week one. That's what this is for right now. We have guys who are going to continue to get better, who are going to make this team, and who are going to make plays this year. We also have guys who don't have what it takes. We may not know who those guys are yet, but we will learn. Speaking of training camp, we're going to go ahead and end on this. These, uh, these training camp t-shirts. <laughs> Hilarious. I absolutely love these because they're so funny, right? Uh, on the back, it's quoted, says, uh, mentally and physically tough players who play smart and love to compete. Who made these? 
what genius made these absolutely absurd shirts, all right? So obviously, they're over the top. They are ridiculous. I want one so bad. They are so bad, I want one. I, I, don't, know, I don't know how else to word that. But there's something genius about this because it feels like it's so over the top and absurd that's like, obviously, you just created a conversation with yourself on social media. Like, you just, you just made everybody talk about you. And that goes back to the whole... No, like all press is good press kind of thing. Like, even though the Rams are getting totally made fun of for these shirts, and for good reason, they are absurd. But uh, it's it just puts us back in the news, and I, I kind of like that. So it's it's one of those fun things right now with uh, training camp that uh, like uh, the Rams are being so overlooked right now and like so just forgotten that um, that any conversation right now is pretty cool. Um, but these shirts so funny i want one so bad they're so terrible um but what a ridiculous quote the content it's solid it, the, the quote itself it's like yeah we are mentally and physically tough players who play smart and love to compete the like the meaning behind that feels very genuine very authentic very rams very we not me but in a much wordier way <laughs> um but the the quote itself to be put on the back of a shirt hysterical i absolutely love it so that's what we will end on, uh, these uh, absolutely absurd uh, shirts uh, that the Rams are uh, rocking right now. Uh, but we are, uh, of course, creeping up on the preseason. Uh, we, we do have uh, a game on the way, um, but uh, as we have these training camp practices that are open to the public, so if you are out there, well, I'm, first of all, a little bit jealous. Uh, I would love to be out there right now. Uh, but first preseason game uh, right around the corner, Saturday, August 12th. Uh, 6 p.m. at SoFi Stadium against the Los Angeles Chargers. After that, uh, the Rams are going to be playing at home uh, against the Las Vegas Raiders on the 19th, which is a Saturday as well. And then wrapping up week three at the Denver Broncos in Empower Field at Mile High. Uh, that one's coming on the 26th of August uh, for the Rams' final preseason game. If you're going to be there, absolutely hit me up. I will 100% be there. I'll be out there all day long. Uh, so that's going to be a fun day. Uh, for sure, uh, and and hang out with me after the game too. I will show you where to go and how to. I don't want to say act right, because that's that's probably rude. But like, I know a lot of people when they're trying to get autographs from players, I feel like they do it in a way that's kind of rude. Um, so come hang out with me after the game, and we'll get some autographs, and we will make like make sure that the Rams players don't think that we're total weirdos. All right, because it's gonna be a good time. But uh, join me for that game uh, in uh, the preseason up in Denver. That's going to be an absolute blast. If you are in the area, definitely hit me up at Ram Showcase at Sheriff Joe Bags. That is where you can follow me on just about everything uh, outside of like TikTok and threads. Um, I'm still calling it Twitter until I get used to uh, the fact that it's not Twitter anymore. Um, but you can follow me anywhere at Sheriff Joe Bags at Ram Showcase again. We also uh, will be getting some content up on uh, RamShowcase.com talking about uh, the training camp and my thoughts on different guys and who's, whose stock is rising, who is falling. We're going to find a more clever way to put that because that's kind of boring and everybody uses that. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get that going, uh, talking about who's, uh, who's coming up and who's, who's potentially making an impact on this season and who's looking at maybe getting cut. So uh, look for that on RamShowcase.com. Also, Ram Showcase Live, that is every Monday. Uh, we got next one coming up on the 31st. Uh, if, you have, uh, if you catch this in time to catch that up on the Ram Showcase YouTube channel, as well as the Ram Showcase Facebook page. 
uh, we live stream there. And keep your eyes on the Ram Showcase socials to check out the times that these uh, these events will be going on. So pretty wide open tomorrow, uh, Monday the 31st. Uh, so I'll nail down a time here soon to see exactly where I want to put that. But uh, that is every Monday that will continue uh, indefinitely. So throughout the season and after the season, uh, that is just something that I want to continue to do every Monday. Just hit a live stream and chat with the Rams fans. This here Ram Showcase podcast version is very much for me to just unload my brain onto you. Uh, but that is to very much have a conversation with you to, to say things and get immediate feedback to let Rams fans hop on the stream with me and join me to talk about this team, whatever it happens to be that you want to talk about. Uh, we will absolutely have that conversation as long as it is L.A. Rams related. That's what it's all about, right, as we uh, head into the season. This is going to be the final episode of July. Uh, if you can hear my AC in the background, I do apologize, but not that much because it's hot. It's July. All right, so leave me alone. If you get a hum in the background of my voice, I don't know what to tell you. That's <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't bother you too bad. Um, but that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio and the Fan Sided Network. For those of you who aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you who are Rams fans, thank you so much for listening and go Rams. Go Rams.